Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to another Q&A, live Q&A with yours truly. Um, hope you guys and gals doing exceptionally well. If you're watching this live, do me a big favor and share this broadcast out to as many people as possible. If you're watching this later on YouTube, feel free to subscribe, hit the bell, so you can make sure you can be able to jump in the next time to be able to uh, put your questions in. And for everyone who's watching later, all of the questions are time-stamped in the comment section below. So if you want to see what we discussed today, jump down in the comment section, and you'll be able to see links, so you can jump right to the question etc etc but for those who's listening uh later on google play apple podcast soundcloud and spotify i want to thank you all so much for listening i'm excited about this i love what's up calvin what's up family what's up amanda what's going on pink october all around what's up autumn what's going on see you tomorrow in school <laughs> ildris Delhi night laugh what's up hey coach look forward for the look forward every week i know i know i love it i love it right, here we go we already got the questions so all the stuff i say before here we're rocking and rolling right now. All right. Lizzie Lewis says, will God send me a man even though I work from home and don't go out? God, it don't matter if you up under a bush. It don't matter if you in the jungles in South America. It doesn't matter if you over there in Africa. It doesn't matter where you are. God knows where you are. And he knows uh, um, um, how to connect y'all to. The thing is, I have to make sure I advise ladies, do not make yourself available. God knows your area code. God knows your address. God knows where you are. Don't worry about, uh, am I doing enough? See, the thing is, when we um, um, act like that, and we do this in every, a lot of other areas in our life, well, when we do that, it's almost as if we do not believe that God is good at being God. God is very good at being God. He's the best matchmaker ever. He knows how to connect y'all to. He doesn't need your assistance. He doesn't need your help. All you got to do is keep improving yourself. That's all you got to do. In the meantime, while you're waiting on God's timing for a significant other, waiting for God's timing for whatever in life, do not worry about making yourself available. All you got to worry about is making yourself valuable. Let God worry about the matchmaker. You just make sure you match who you want to be matched with. And so in the meantime, to answer your question, what I will tell you is do not even worry about where you are. Work from home. Live your life. Live your life in his presence. Keep serving him. And then watch God will match make. He doesn't need your help. Let him take care of the relationship business and you take care of your personal development. And then in time, you will see God bringing y'all two together. <clears throat> Good question right off the gates. So don't worry about Lizzie Lewis. God's got you. God will send you the man when he sees fit, how he sees fit. And doesn't matter where you at, he's got you. Now, Miss Bishop 2012 says, hi, this is my first time being able to catch you live. Keep doing. Oh, thank you for the encouragement. I'm going to keep on going and keep on going. What's up, the finest arts? Tori J, what's going on? All is well my way. What's up, Aries? Jordan, what's up? How do I break my mental barrier? Good question. Um, The Bible says, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm writing a book on the mind right now. Um, God had me pivot um, to write a book on, on the mind. And, and the advice is crazy because this is fresh uh, revelation I believe I received from God anchored in his truths and his word. But how you break mental barriers is um, is to first go back to see where it was first built. Mental barriers just don't come out of nowhere. See, 
Thoughts produce thought patterns and thought patterns produce mindsets. Every thought has packaged inside of it patterns, ways, repetitive uh, 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 patterns of thoughts that's trying to root itself in your mind to gain a stronghold and to be the dominant thing that guides you throughout life. The best way to break your mental barriers is number one, write down the actual mental barrier. If the mental barrier is the insecurity, if the root of it is pride, if the root of it is self-hatred, you got to discover, you got to investigate it, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And you know, because all of us know where a lot of our mental issues conceived. And so you go all the way back to the conceptual stage and you ask God for forgiveness, repent for your involvement, uh, repent uh, for whatever that you may have contributed into it being a stronghold in your mind, ask God for help, and then begin the process of creating new thought patterns. See, the best way to erase mental barriers is go all the way back to the beginning, acknowledge God, ask God for help, and from there, begin to establish new thought patterns that goes against that mental barrier. The issue is many of us have been thinking poorly for so long. And since we have a poor thinking skills, since we have poor thinking skills, it's important for us to reverse that poor thinking with proper thinking skills. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to write down on a sheet of paper, why, what is this mental barrier keeping me from? What is it keeping you from? I life coach young lady, then I told her, hey, fear keeps you from everything that, that, that you desire. You cannot allow these mental barriers to keep you from progressing forward. So practically, number one, write down a mental barrier. Number two, write down scriptures that contradict that mental barrier. But before you get to um, confessing those scriptures and remembering those scriptures and memorizing them, ask God, go to God and say, God, I repent for thinking this way. Forgive me for, for, for believing and thinking this way. I receive the help from the Holy Ghost to help me to strengthen my confidence as I go into your word. May you write those scriptures down on note cards, write them wherever where you can repetitively initiate in your mind new thought patterns that will go against that age old and um, ancient thought patterns that you established. Because trust me, all thoughts turn into thought patterns. Thought patterns turn into mindset. And wherever your mind is sitting right now, your life will follow. There has to be something greater that can inspire you and motivate you to go beyond these mental barriers and have mental success. So to answer your question specifically again, write down a mental barrier, write down the scriptures that go against that. Go to God and say, God, I acknowledge you and your help and I repent for this and then do the work then do the work. But you have to have something bigger than that mental barrier in your mind in order for you to progress. If you have nothing bigger to aspire to become, like for me, I had a lot of mental barriers. I had insecurities when I was growing up. I had everybody tell, a lot of people telling me that you know, you, you're not going to make it in life. I had all kinds of mental barriers. I had abandonment issues. But then I realized, do I want to have this mental barrier and be broke? Do I want to have this mental barrier and not succeed? Do I want to have this mental barrier and not be all that I can be? Heck no. So I say, you know what? Either I'm going to sit here and die like the three, like the, the lepers, or we're going to go and, and do what we got to do. So either you're going to sit there and die or you're going to progress and live. So you got to make a decision. That are these insecurities, these inadequacies, these self-hatred, is it worth me not succeeding in life? Because you can't accomplish anything in fear. Hope that helps. Greetings from Buffalo. What's going on? What's up, coach? Finally catch you live again. Bless you, Mario. Ari says, when someone ignores you, when you ask if they love you, does that mean no? You know, it depends. People, 
multiple ways I can answer the question. Number one, maybe they don't know how to say I love you. Maybe they don't know what love is and they feel a little bit shy, insecure, or feel whatever. <clears throat> but let me give you the coach straight shooter at uh answer that. Listen, you don't got time to waste your time with someone ignoring you. What you do not want to be is a person that who's another person's validation as value to you. If I was you, I'll just I'll just want to say I love you no more. Like, why am I wasting my words with a person that's ignoring my love for them? Now, if you did something to get on their nerves or whatever, then that's between y'all. Let them get over it. Let whoever get over it. But at the same time, if you're initiating love and you saying I love you, you have to ask yourself the question: And does this person, does these person's words make me feel validated? Make me feel valuable? It doesn't matter who says I love you, who doesn't say I love you. God loves you. And you got to love yourself so that nobody else's uh, uh, words or the lack thereof can control you and make you feel that you're that you're chasing after they love. <clears throat> I, I hate to think what my mom would say. Listen, you got to love yourself enough to the point to where it doesn't matter who says I love you or not. You keep it moving. But if they're ignoring you and they're not saying I love you back, you might want to keep your words and hold them back. Hope to help. Jake says, what's up, Brittany? What's going on? Jake211 says, I have stepped away finally from an unequally yoked relationship. Good job. How do I stay on guard in case she reaches out again? Don't answer the phone. Jake, you got to understand, you got to progress forward. You got to go forward. Listen, you already answered your question. You already knew that it was unequally yoked relationship. Now, let me get, make sure I have some empathy and some practicality to help you navigate um, precisely. What I don't want you to feel as if that I'm not understanding or empathetic that of your feelings. I know that you probably have feelings for her. I know that y'all have had some time. I'm sure y'all had some, some experiences that, um, that made your bond with her significant. But what you have to realize is, is number one, God freed you. You could have married her. You could have really been unequally yoked, but in, under a covenant. Then you better just praise God right now. Thank you that you were able to detach from a young lady at a moment where you don't have to worry about being married to a woman that you unequally yoked with. And what you have to then understand is, is realizing that God has someone significant and that's his best for you. And you got to progress going forward. Now, if she reaches out, you first got to make sure as the man, you establish the boundaries. Hey, we're, we're done. We're over. And if you really are over, you got to be over. What you cannot do is entertain what you initiated the end of. So what you have to do is you have to make sure you are very clear. If she calls, do not answer. What you got to do is erase her name and put do not pick up. Because if you're done, you got to be done. A double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. You have to be single-minded because you're single now. So be single-minded and focus and be productive in your purpose. And make sure you write the facts down. I always tell people, get your thoughts on paper. Write the facts. Write the pros and the cons. Type it out. Print it out. Laminate it. Put a, put a frame on it. Do whatever you need to do. Fold it and put it in your wallet. Put it in your car, your glove compartment, whatever. So that anytime you find yourself, and this is going to happen because you're going through the withdrawal period, but anytime you feel like, man, I miss her, bring the facts out. The facts will help your mind refocus on what you need to be focused on. So number one, change your name to don't pick up shorty. Oh, well, just don't pick up. Secondly, you got to write down the pros and cons on why this relationship was not meant to be. So that in moments of vulnerability, you can see why you shouldn't be right. And then from there, uh, rejoice 
that God has someone special for you and that God has someone special for her. You don't want to be in your mind, well, I'm the best she ever going to have. No, God got someone that's best for her too. But in the meantime, you know what the word of God says about being unequally yoked. So you got to make sure you do what the word of God says and do what's best for you. And now what you do is find your purpose, be productive. So that you don't have idle time. Idle time, idle time leads to um, idle mind, leads to idle time. Idle time leads to idle hands. Idle hands and idle time. Some someone's gonna put something in those hands, and idle time leads to idle worship. So you got to make sure you're productive in the things of God, so you don't flood into another idol, uh, to another girl, into another relationship, and then you find yourself back in the situation a year and a half later. Hope to help, fam. Jessica Reese says, "How did you? Oh, <clears throat> never fails." Never fails. Here we go. Uh, Jessica Reese says, how did you become your most authentic self? Good question. I'm struggling with knowing who I am in all aspects and being confident in those things. You know what? I just realized that I am who I am by the grace of God. See, Jessica, you have to understand. I became true of myself when I realized that I was one of a kind. The scripture that really hit home with me, I think it's Psalms 139. That whole chapter is beautiful, but I think it's Psalms 139 or 32. I forgot. But um, when the Bible talks about that, you fearfully and wonderfully made that I am unique, that it, like, like if I try to be like somebody else, then the world misses out on me. You now have to ask yourself the question, Jessica, where did you lose yourself? Where did you lose confidence in yourself? Whose opinions made you second guess who you should originally be? That's the first thing you got to get to. Everything, I can help you with the symptoms, but coach don't help you with the symptoms. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm here to take you to the core. I'm a healer. See what I'm saying? I'm not a doctor. I'm a healer. I want to get you all the way down to the conceptual stage of why this thing was birthed. And you got to be honest and be like, yo, yep, yep. The, the people in college, the people at my middle school, high school, I allowed their opinions to mean more to me than God's opinion of me. And I got picked on Jessica. <clears throat> I wasn't the most popular. Not everybody liked me growing up. Not ever like no, not too many people like me now. And it's okay. I realize is I rather go to bed happy to be myself than to be stressed out being someone else. I'd rather go to bed knowing that I was Joshua EGK Ezzy the entire day and not a copy of somebody else. And what made me confident in my authentic self is knowing that I do everything for God. He's the one that dictates my value. Anytime you connect yourself to the opinions of someone else outside of God, what they say or don't say will determine how you fluctuate. Right now you high one day when they say whatever good towards you, then you down the next day when they don't say it at all. My identity is in God. It don't matter who has anything to say about me. What has God said about me? See, I'm glad my mom told me since I was a little boy that you chose. And see, 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 I got a, I got a unique confidence about myself. It's not arrogance, it's not ego. It's Christ's confidence. And what you have to do is reverse those poor mental thought patterns into writing on a sheet of paper what makes you unique, what makes Jessica dope. What makes Jessica one of a kind? What makes Jessica special? What makes Jessica unique? The only reason why you're struggling with this concept is because deep down there may not be a full universal self-love inside of you. You got to love you. Listen, I had this forehead all my, I had to love this forehead. 
it is what it is. I have to love this for you. I have, to, I have a big African head. I fell in love with it. What you do not own about yourself will be sold against you. People be using it against you, taking your energy, taking your strength, taking your confidence because you self-conscious about something that God made, made specially for you. And you got to stop making comparisons. I don't compare. I don't listen to preachers. I don't compare myself to nobody. I am great in my own self. The only person I'm in competition with is the person I was an hour ago. So you got to ask yourself, am I making comparisons? Am I compare? Listen, you are unique. You don't have to settle to be a copy. You are an original. So how did you become your most authentic self? I realized that I am nothing without God and he's my everything. He dictates my value. So I do it all for him. He gets the glory. Then I'm out the way. That's what keeps me going the straight and narrow way. That was, that's what keep me progressing and, and, and doing this thing. Do you think I care about what people think about me? Why do anytime you care about what somebody else think about you, then you're not using your thinking the right way. You should not have enough room up here in your mind to worry about what somebody else is saying about you. You got to be productive. Now, how did you become your most authentic self? I'm struggling with knowing who I am in all aspects and being confident in those things. Write down. You got to write down the top of sheet of paper, Jessica Reed, your whole name, and write down what makes Jessica unique and special in all aspects. Write down everything that makes you dope. Write down everything that you are creatively a genius of and then go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I know I'm at this burning bush and I know you want me to go to a certain place to deliver your people, but I have this issue. And you know what God's going to say to you? Who's the one that made your tongue? Who was the one that made your mouth? Who was the one that made your hands? Who was the one that gave you that gift? None of those people gave it to you. I don't care what your mama said, your daddy said, your friends got to say. I don't care what nobody got to say about you. What has God said about you? And the more you begin to engage with the Heavenly Father, the clearer you become and the more confident you become in who he has made you to be. Not, make, not making you confident in who you are is who you are in him. Listen, I love me. I love me too much. I've been hurt by people. I realize, listen, only ones I can trust is those that God has entrusted into my life who are good stewards to me, like my family and my wife, of course, my wife, my family. But the rest can kick rocks because I'm doing this for the rock of all rocks. You know what I'm saying? But listen, God made you fearfully. He made you with deep reverence. He made you with deep awe. And he has a purpose for you, Jessica. But you got to make sure you eliminate and remove all the toxicity, all the words that contradict what God says about you. And that's all I have to say for you. Hope that helped. But you don't have to struggle no more. <clears throat> he struggles so you don't have to struggle. He dies so that you can have worth and value. And you got to be confident. Do you think I'm, I'm nervous every time I do a video? I'm nervous every time I'm in front of people, but I know who I do this for. Hope that helped you, Jessica. Hello from Orlando. What's up, mommy and me? Delee, does God place people in your life for a reason, even if they are not saved? Yeah, God can use a donkey, a rock, a sinner. God can use anybody. You just got to make sure that God is using them. Discernment is key when it comes to people coming in out of your life. You got to know the reason why they're in your season. <clears throat> and you got to make sure you trust the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to let you know. It doesn't matter. But you got to understand, don't be, if this is a relationship kind of question, be very careful. God ain't going to bring you no babe. Or no unbeliever to be your <clears throat> to be your significant other. 
So God can place anybody in your life for a reason to help you. But make sure that you led by discernment based upon on how deep they're supposed to be in your life. <clears throat> God can use a lot of people, but not everybody's supposed to go deep into the depths of your life. All right, next question. Tori J says, is dating someone in prison a good idea? Depends on how long the sentence is. If it's 20 years, it might not be good for you. Um, right now, I would just live your best life until he's out to be able to live his outside of prison. Now, if you married to him, that's different. But if you dating someone in prison, I if you if, uh, out of the body, in the body, can I tell him if this is me or God speaking? But do yourself a favor and make sure you enjoy your singleness to that man is free. And if he's only in jail for a couple of months, you got to let that man come out of jail and prove to you that he's been saved, that he's regenerated, that he's able to go forward. And make sure that the jail, the jail experience hasn't warped his worldview and whatnot. And that he doesn't bring anything from the prison cell down into your home and imprisoning you. So what I would do in my personal advice, I would stay single until God brings y'all together. Uh, especially if you got 20 years to life. <laughs> just joking. But yeah, to be serious with your question, I personally wouldn't do it. Um, I would just trust God in the process. Let him serve his time and you maximize your time while you out here and he's in there. And trust God when he comes out. If God has, if he's yours, God will make him yours. If it's not, you got to keep it moving. But right now you can't worry about that. You got to worry about you. Jake says, it caused me great pain. I want to believe God to, uh, to hopefully be remarried one day. Listen, God, don't, don't, don't let condemnation make you believe that God doesn't have someone else special for you. You know, mistakes happen. Um, life's about wins and lessons. I don't, I don't, I don't lose. Coach Josh don't lose. I learn. So if you're willing to learn from the past mistake, God can bring you the right mate in the future. Trust him, but make sure that you build yourself up and you heal so that you'll be ready for somebody else. Jordan says, I dreamed about, I met a man named Dr. Bariba. He was African. I Googled that name. It was an African, it was an African people. To top it off, over the past weeks, I've been dreaming about dreaming that I'm talking to preachers from TV. Any thoughts? My thoughts is um, write the dream down, put it on the shelf, and let God do the rest. That's what I would do. I will not get so overly consumed with it that it distracts you from doing what you're supposed to do right now. Write the dream, write it down in detail, put it on the shelf, give it to God, go about your day, keep living your life, and let God... Uh, um, uh, rearrange and bring everything your way. What I don't want you to do is being so consumed that you go to Africa looking for this tribal people or looking for this individual being too consumed. Dreams, you got to put on the shelf and let God confirm. God will confirm in his timing, but don't consume yourself. In the meantime, maximize your time while God does what he needs to do. And soon, whatever you then you'll be able to see the validation of this dream, <clears throat> whether it's from God or not. Good questions. Good questions. Sweet P says, good evening, coach. I sent you an email. What's the best way to go into custody hearing with sons, fathers who is toxic, but I want to be forgiving, doing the best. I'm so sorry if I missed your email. I get a ton, but uh, um, send me a more recent email so I can, but I can answer your question here as well. I sent you an email. What's the best way to go into custody hearing with sons, father who is toxic, but I want to be forgiving, doing the best for my sons, but be wise at the same time. The Bible says, don't worry about what you have to say in a very hour for in that hour, he'll give you what to say. The best thing is you have the Lord on your side. And the only thing you can do is take the time right now to, 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 uh, when it's the, if the hearing is soon, I will say, God, what fast do you want me to get on? I just want to make sure I hear you clearly. 
I just want to make sure that I'm sensitive and discerning. But what you got to do is you got to trust him. What I do is I'll go to God and say, Father, your will be done in my life. I trust you. I believe in you. I know you know what's best in the situation. Father God, I thank you put a bridle on this tongue. I thank you, Lord, for bringing peace into the courtroom. Petition to God. Give your heart to God. And from that point until the hearing, praise him. God, I thank you that you're going to make my crooked path straight. God, I thank you that 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 you're going to that you're going to um, turn everything around for my good. God, I thank you that you're that the that 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 your purpose will prevail in this. You petition once, praise continuously, and watch God do what he does. That's all you can do. But what you don't do, don't engage with them. Don't get toxic with them. <clears throat> don't get emotional. Don't, don't get into an emotional um, um, conflict with him. Um, because what you don't want to do is trigger the, trigger the demon that's operating him to get you in your flesh. And then y'all fighting each other. That's not what you want to do. <clears throat> go to God, give him your heart, tell him how you feel. Go in faith and pray, saying, Father, I believe that you're going to make this work. I already know you made my crooked path straight. I worship you, God. I thank you for giving me favor. You surround me with favor as a shield and go forward in confidence, knowing that God will bring it through. But send your email again so I can see if I can go more in depth. For I got time for two or three more and I'm done. Hi, Coach Josh. I just broke up with my boyfriend yesterday because of my own trust issues, and I can't handle this. My heart is shattered and feels so empty. I miss him terribly. I don't know how to move on any advice. Yeah. <clears throat> right now, you're going through the withdrawal period. Um, right now, you have to build um, yourself up because it's not fair to you or anyone for you to be in a relationship with someone with trust issues because you're only going to be dragging that brother up and down. And, and all over the place we're having that man walking on eggshells because you got trust issues. What you got to do right now is heal. The best thing that you could do right now is heal and let God uh, mend your heart. And, and listen, for those who play sports, you know, if you sprain your ankle, it's best for you to sit out as long as you need to until your ankle is healed. For those who got injured in love, that's not the right time to get back into the, to the game of love. You know what I'm saying? You got to sit down on the bench. <clears throat> you got to go go through some um, rehab. You got to go through some therapy. You got to go through some things to heal up. It's crazy how we'll break a leg and and take the time to heal that, but break a heart and try to get back into something that's going to break it again. So what you got to do is be honest with yourself and say, you know what? It's right. I don't need to be in a relationship. And what you got to do with, during the withdrawal period is, is to write down the facts on why you need to keep pressing forward. The facts is you have trust issues. The second fact is y'all not together. The third fact is you got to heal up. The fourth fact is God has a purpose for you to focus on at the moment. Keep progressing that way. Keep going that way. And the withdrawal periods will wane over time. But what you cannot do is, get, is think of another relationship is going to heal you. What you cannot do is get back in the relationship and then confuse the brother even more. What you got to do is you got to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? Why do I want? Why do I miss him? Why am I involved? Why do I want this? And, and really get deep and rooted in your mind saying, OK, I really need to heal. I really need to take some time away from the situation. Don't be afraid of singleness. People are so afraid of singleness. Singleness is the boogeyman. Singleness is not a boogeyman. Singleness is a gift from God. It is just as a it's just as much as a gift as marriage. There are two different seasons, but equally a blessing. And you don't want to be in a relationship to hide from the boogeyman called Mr. Is Boogie Single. You know what I'm saying? You don't nah, don't hide from him. Embrace singleness, heal up. 
Because what you don't want to do is jump in a new relationship and then waste even more time, get even more bruised and be even four or five years removed from being with the right one you're supposed to be with. You see what I'm saying? 18, I'm in season. Oh, 18. I am a, uh, okay. I am a season where I am home and ready, reading the, reading the word and not in college. What are some ways to grow and get direction for the, I got you. I'm 18. Okay. I'm 18 in a season where I'm, I'm at home and studying the word, reading the word and studying the word and not in college. What are some ways to grow and get direction from the seat? If when, uh, my brother, Jeff, Jeff Francis posted on Facebook, which was dope. He said, when God is silent, be still. When God ain't speaking, don't don't be seeking. When I when they're talking about seeking Him, we're talking about seeking the next move. No, no, when He's when He's when He's not speaking, be still. Do do the last thing He told you. And the best thing, any the, reading the word, praying is the best thing. What you got to do is is on a sheet of paper, write down the good, the bad, the ugly of you, and work on you. When God ain't speaking, start tweaking. When God ain't speaking, start tweaking. Start tweaking your life. Start fixing your life. Start working on your life until he gives you direction. Anytime God's quiet in my life, I don't got to worry about what the next phase is. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do what he told me the last thing to do. And since you're not in college, I don't want to worry about it. <clears throat> That's the best time for you to invest in yourself. Go read. Build up your value. Um, build up your self-worth. Build up your worth in the marketplace. Uh, um, um, creatively have creative conversations with God. Get into his word. Memorize scripture. Uh, deepen your prayer life. Uh, uh, lengthen your prayer life. You got time? See if you can go 15 minutes. See if you can go 20 minutes. See if you can go 30 minutes. See if you can go an hour. Uh, build yourself up spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Work out. Reinvest in yourself so that when it listens, I tell people, enjoy the season that God wants you to rest. It's crazy. God be like, y'all, I don't got no job, coach. Coach, I don't got nobody. God's like rest because a season of productivity is coming. A season of where you're going to be stressed is coming. God been sending y'all seasons of rest and y'all didn't rest. I'm guilty of God be sending me seasons of rest and I don't rest. But I've learned that in the last year. No, when it's time to rest, coach rest. Because when you're anxious, you rush. When you're settled, you ain't pushed. Because you know God's got your purpose. People be like, Josh, you should be bigger now. You should be doing more so to get bigger. God is my promoter. I don't got to worry about YouTube's algorithm. I don't got to worry about Instagram's algorithm. I don't got to worry about no algorithm. All I got to make sure is that I'm in rhythm with God. All I got to make sure that God, that I know and I stay focused on, that God is my promoter. So while he's not speaking, you do some tweaking. Work on yourself. Grow yourself. There's a lot that you can do. And God has given you that time to do it embrace this season, grow in this season, and then you'll see what happens with next season. Don't worry about direction for the next season. Follow the basic fundamental stuff that he wants you to do now and grow from there. Got time for one more and I'm done. You're so welcome, Pink. I told me Natasha when it was going on. Good evening, family. I'm trying to further my education. I feel you. Hello, Coach. Thank you for watching for London. Daughter of the King, last one. I got to go. Is it wrong to mingle on dating sites and continue to meet men online only even though God showed me who my husband is? Thing is, this man doesn't seem it. Don't you know <clears throat> that we men are hunters? That God blinds us because he wants us to finish what he wants us to finish because he knows when we see the woman that we want, 
we switch, we swap, we switch. And I, we off that. We off that name of the animal stuff. And I'm here to call her flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. I don't got time. Yeah, God, I know we in the T's. I know we got tarantulas. I already named the tarantulas. God like, but you got the rest of the alphabet. Nah, we good. We off that because I got my wife here. God had Adam. God, Adam didn't realize that he didn't have nobody until he got to the last, to last animal. <clears throat> until that man finishes assignment, he ain't going to be thinking about you. And what you got to, you got to be, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, God told me who my man is. And I'm 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 spitting in God's face. I don't even trust him. If God told you your husband is, trust him. Going on dating sites, mingling with other men shows me or is that me know, and it should let you know that you don't trust God. If God told you that man is not interested in you because he's blinded, he's blinded because he's probably fulfilling his assignment and you should be worrying about yours. Don't listen. Get off the dating site. Get, delete it. Get off of it. And trust God. You don't need, you don't, you don't, God don't need no assistance. You just got to make sure you assisting him. You don't, the best way to assist God and for your significant other is to assist him. Assist him not in trying to find somebody, but assist him in the work that you're supposed to. And you gotta, you don't even have time to be on no dating website. You gotta be investing that time and building yourself up. So when that man does look your way, he doesn't look away because you're not the right, you're not the right fit for him. Get off the dating website. This ain't no, this ain't me bashing you like that because I totally understand. But if God showed you who your man is, you got to trust him. And you got to ask yourself this question. Why don't I trust God? Why, why can't I trust God for this? Because that man ain't thinking about you because God got him blinded from you because that man looked your way and knew what you knew that you knew that he was who you supposed to be your boo. Then he'll be all confused and didn't finish his assignment. And secondly, don't worry about it. Let God take care of that. And get off that dating website. Stop meeting with some other men. Because that, it, you don't, you don't want to be, oh, now I got to break up with y'all. I'm done with y'all because he finally, God, God going to keep him blind if you don't, if you don't get intertwined with the will of God for your life in this season. <clears throat> Good questions. Divine 15s, how come people who are more physically attractive get everything they ask for? And how do I really stop envying that? Listen, man, what Kanye say? The prettiest people do the ugliest things. I know I ain't the most attractive guy in the world. I don't got to be. They get what they want. People who get everything they want are crippling themselves. Society's crippling them. Why do you think ugly people win? <laughs> I'm not saying you're ugly. <clears throat> what I'm saying, why do you think the people who don't get the attention get the extension? You see what I'm saying? They they have a longer period of success because they didn't get everything. They had to work for everything. Just keep working. Keep busting your butt. That don't mean you ugly. That don't mean you're not attractive because uh, uh, beauty is, is in the eye of the beholder. So, so the man that God has for you and fellas, the woman that God has for you, that person going to love you. Every time me and my wife go out, nine times out of ten, they compliment her. They don't compliment me. <clears throat> wow, you're so beautiful. Just the other day when I was at the hospital visiting somebody, I finally got a, a couple comment. I finally got a comment. Y'all look good together. They don't never say I look good. They go to her and be like, you are so beautiful. And I ain't mad about that. We a team. We look good together. So just because you don't, just because you see all these attractive people getting everything they want, man, it is what it is. You keep working hard because at least you're building the resiliency and the work ethic so that you don't be crippled by society putting everything at their feet. 
And no problem. Hey, to you too. What is the... Uh, so that's all you got to do. Stop envying it. The best way to stop envying is put your eyes on you, producing you, developing you, and realizing, man, until you are fly on their wall for seven days to see what their life is like, why envy somebody that you have you cannot thoroughly investigate? Why envy somebody you don't know everything about? That's wasting time. Trust God has made you unique. Trust that God has made you special. And you keep going on in your life. Don't worry about what everybody doing. All them people that had the, the hazel eyes and the waves back in high school, coach is doing a whole lot better than some of them. You know what I'm saying? The people who had all the girls' attention, everybody who had everything, it ain't about who's, see, cool. People who's cool now ain't going to be cool later. People's getting everything now going to find themselves empty-handed later because beauty fades. Work ethic don't. <laughs> Resiliency don't. You know what I'm saying? So, hope that. What is the unforgivable sin? I'm kind of confused on that. The un it's the, it's, uh, when I, I'm going to break it down for you. When the people talk about uh, blaspheming the Holy Ghost, blaspheming the Holy Ghost is not blaspheming him in word. It's blaspheming and resisting his work in your life. So people be like, well, oh, there's a bunch of people that there was a phase back 10 years ago. Or so where people was like um, um, damning the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff. And it was tricked into believing they'll never get saved. And now people had chronic mental, they got messed up when they were like, oh, well, I'll never, I'll never be saved. Nah, the unpardonable sin is the continual resistance of the Holy Spirit's work in your life. That's blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. And those are people whose hearts are so hard, they don't want to do with God. That's the unpardonable sin. But that is proven at the end, if that helps. Tip for struggling with lust and burning with sexual desire. Good question. Uh, <clears throat> you got to see lust for what it really is. You got to see sin for what it really is. When you see that lust is an overbearing desire and people who have overbearing desires um, uh, run over valuable things, um, sexual desire bursts from sexual triggers. Sexual triggers comes from a sexual culture. Sexual culture comes from uh, sexual, uh, uh, sexual triggers come from sexual engagement and in 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 culture. What I mean by that. So if your cult, if if your if the climate around you sexual, the shows, the TV, the friends, the people you engage with, the unforgiven, the things that you didn't forgive in your heart in regards to past sexual habit. If you've done anything recent sexually, that's why you cannot be masturbating. You cannot be doing porn. You can't be doing that because your body is triggered again. And now you confuse your body because now but your body registers you as its sole source of sexual desire and it'll trigger you and make you go do stuff off impulse because you don't woken up lust. You woken up sexual urges before the time you keep you teasing it. You're triggering it even of yourself. So the best way to do it, number one, is, is see the sin for what it really is. Go to God, acknowledge your sin, say, God, yo, I, I need your help for sure. I need your help for real, for real. And then you got to be able to set yourself up with support system to ensure that you survive the withdrawal period, that you make sure you survive. But the number one, what the top thing is, you got to see the sin for what it really is. If I, listen, God would have never had me marry my wife if I got a D in lust. Even though I pass, some things you got to have an A in. Nobody wants a surgeon that barely passed. You see what I'm saying? So what you got to understand, you got to say, okay, what, it, what will this sin destroy if I keep practicing it? And when you see the reality of that, you'll be like, whoa, then your heart will open to the realization that, wow, this thing is not really good for me. And this thing is damaging, is deeper than just, just feelings, is deeper than just urges. 
Man, God, I desperately need your help because I want to be the man of God I need to be. I want to be the husband I need to be. I, if you're a lady, I need to be the wife or whatever. You got to see that sin for what it really is. And then you got to make sure you know for a fact that you can't trust yourself. Coach, right now, even though I ain't dealt with that stuff in years, I still don't trust myself. The Bible says, when you stand, take heed lest you fall. What I mean by that, I don't put no trust in me. So I treat myself like, like I treat myself so dependent God because I don't want to even, oh, nope, no, 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 not entertained, not even getting involved with it. Nope. Josh, don't trust yourself. I, I've, I've beaten that thing down, but I have to always make sure I stay humble. I stay in God and I have my systems in place to ensure that I don't fall. <clears throat> so see sin for what it really is. Let go of that thing. Give it to God. Set support systems. Ask God to surround you with accountability and be. And, and when God sends you accountability, be honest with them. What, what was the biggest help for me was the accountability, was people that was able to check in on me. And what you also got to do is you got to put locks on your phone, locks on your computer. You got to do whatever. If you really want to be free, you'll go, you'll go to the, the furthest measures to do it. That's simple. Time, oh, I did say I was going to do one more. Hmm. What you do not own about yourself will be sold against you. Well, I think you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Amanda. Okay. How do I stop idolizing my boyfriend? He wants me to move closer to him. And as much as I want to, I kind of want to stay home with my fam and finish college. But I feel like he's the one. The one God has for you will not make you move closer to him and will not make you move in with him. Your family is your safety net. You until until look at look at your left hand right now. Look at your left hand. I want you to look at your left ring finger. Do you see anything right there? You don't see a ring? Yeah, I figured. You see what I'm saying? If you don't see no ring, I ain't moving close to you. You see what I'm saying? Because that's lazy. That man should be driving to you. The thing, a woman should never go close to a man. The man should go as far as he needs to to get to the woman. That's <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying maybe he's still maturing. I didn't do everything well. You see what I'm saying? I was still a ba uh, babe and mentally in certain things when I was dating my wife. So I'm not sitting there saying that he has to be perfect, but you got to set the parameters. One thing I respect about my wife when I was dating her, she had she had high standards. She had standards to where I had to really, I, all right, for real, she's a real one. You see what I'm saying? So <clears throat> don't move closer to him. He should be like, you know what? Stay with your family. What you say about college? I kind of want to stay home. You already answered your question. I kind of want to stay home with my fam and finish college, but I feel like he's the one. Don't Listen, you do not do anything for the one. You do things for the husband. You do not do things for the one. He ain't the one yet. See, see, the thing is you can't, you can feel and think you got to know. You can't just feel he the one or think he the one. You got to know he the one. And you do not move or change your schedule, change your life for a man who ain't you, who you ain't married to. Uh-uh. That man should be like, stay with your family, finish your schooling, do you boo, and I'll, I'll drive whatever, I'll drive however far I got to to be next to you. You do you, boo, and I'll drive however far to be next to you. That's what a man has to do. But you have to communicate that because sometimes men don't know no better. You know, we don't know no better. We don't know everything. That's why you coach and be like, you know what? I'm going to stay home. 
and see how he responds. That'll let you know that. See, feeling has to be supported by facts. <clears throat> facts comes from your from the word of God. Facts comes from your fellowship with God. Feelings must be processed through facts and fellowship. OK, feelings. I feel like he's the one. OK, let me find the facts. OK. Does this man line up with the things that I want in my life? No, no, no. You filter it through. You filter your feelings through your fellowship with God and then the facts that you get from your fellowship with him and the word. Listen, don't you even think about. Well, I can't tell you what to do. But this is what I would do. Well, I'm not a woman, but it's what I would advise you to do. Yeah, brother, uh, my friend, Boo, John, um, I really care about you, but I think I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay close to my family, finish my college. Um, we can still get to know each other and whatnot, but I just think I feel like the Lord is leading me to do this. Give it about two weeks and see how it responds, and they'll let you know what you need to do. And then what you got to do is move on with your life. Hope they help. What you do? Oh, I already already said that. Okay. Do you feel like it's a test from God when people you've dealt with in the past show up in your life and try to talk to you? I've been facing old flames recently, and it's been making me want. Don't you know what you do when the old flame comes? Blow it out. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Blow it out before a fire starts. <laughs> when old flames try to come near to you, blow it out because you don't got time for no fire to start. Mm -mm. You ain't about to get me all hot and bothered again. You're not about to be sending me big head texts. You ain't about to be like what you doing, text. <clears throat> it ain't a, a test. Everything in life tests you. Everything in life's a test. You see what I'm saying? Not all tests are sent by God, but everything's testing your character, testing your behavior, testing your thought pattern. Everything's a test. But you just got to make sure you know for a fact, hey, man, you bring old flames around new stuff. New stuff get burnt. You worked hard for this new stuff. You worked hard for this new place in your walk with God. You worked hard for this. You bring old flames around. Old flames don't really have no um, um, parameters. They'll start falling over all the place and burn up all the stuff you worked hard for. See what I'm saying? Do you feel like it's a test from God when people you've dealt with in the past show up in your life and try to talk to you? Listen, man, why, you know, why do we stop talking? Everything must be filtered through your fellowship with the Father, man. Don't wonder about nothing. You don't got time to wonder about nothing old. Don't wonder about it. That person, why did that person leave? Why did y'all break up? What happened? Keep it moving. That's what I would do. Love you guys. Gotta go. Y'all be blessed. Thank you guys and gals so much for watching. Everything you need to know about me is on IamUnplugged.com. If you want to give the support, uh, my mentoring program at the school that I work at, if you want to buy, purchase books, those books are available online. Two card games, two courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching is available, selective um, spots available. So if you want some one-on-one -on -one coaching, submit it. Go to IamUnplugged.com for books, for booking. If you want me to come to your city, your church, wherever, I would love to come speak wherever you are, Lord willing. Um, mentoring program, WePropel.education or go to PropelCLT on Instagram to see what we do with the kids. Uh, books on Amazon, card games on the website, anything else, timestamps at the bottom. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe, hit the bell. Make sure y'all um, stay in touch because we'll be doing it. No man, no woman knows the hour when Coach Josh is going to do the Q&A lives. So you got to subscribe, hit that bell so that you can be a part of the rapture. Hey, I'm just joking. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Peace.